Thank you, Esther. Good morning, all. Really lovely to be with you. I'm going to invite Des to join me out the front because I've asked Des if he would read to us Proverbs 4, which is uh, the verses from the Bible that my talk will be framed around. And uh, you might know Des. If not, he probably welcomed you into the building as you were coming in because he's on the welcome team today. So, Des, would you read to us Proverbs 4? Listen, my children, to a father instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning. So do not forsake my teaching. When I was a boy... In my father's house, still tender and an only child of my mom, of my mother. He taught me and says, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my command, keep my command and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or Save from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will wash over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will set a grand land of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. Listen, my child, accept what I said, and the years of your life will be many. I, I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. Let, when you walk, your step would not hamper when you run. You would not stumble. Hold, hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guide it well, for it is your life. Do not set, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of the evil people. Avoid it, do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. For they cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the first bloom of dawn. Shine ever bright till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My, my child, pay attention to what I said. Listen close to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they, will, for they are life to those who find them and hurt to the 
to a person whole body. Above all else, guide your heart, for it is well for it is well spring of life. Put away passivity from your mouth. Keep corrupt corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make, make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your feet from evil. I just want to say that this is my first reading out in public. I, uh, I didn't read out till when I was 35. So, let's talk about wisdom. I know the title of my talk today is Wisdom. I probably would have renamed my talk, and I would have called it Litter Pickers, Not Plates. Hence, this amazing display in front of us. Now, the explanation will come later. Look, if life is a journey, then I suppose the older we get, the further we travel. Now, I wonder if this logic works. The further we travel, the more experience we amass. The more experience we amass, the more knowledge we accumulate. The more knowledge we accumulate, the wiser we become. Ooh, does that logic work? Our conclusion must therefore be that old people are very, very wise. <laughs> but how old is old? And how do we really measure wisdom? I mean, I was tempted to say, actually, that wisdom can be measured by the amount of grey hair that you have. But then I realized I'd actually be inadvertently complimenting Stuart, for example, by saying that. So I'm not going to say that. I actually remember when I was a lot younger thinking that 60 was really old. And right now, <laughs> given that next year I turn 60, I realize 60 isn't old at all. <laughs> so what I'm saying to all of you right now is this, that if there are times that you find I am not as wise as you think I should be, it's because I'm still so young. <laughs> to be fair, you're going to find lots of comments along the lines of wisdom not coming with age, but rather with experience, it's about your mindset, it's to do with your outlook on life, whatever 
your age. And thinking about this, I even asked my wife, Angela, whether she could think of anything that I had done that she might say was unwise. At which point she laughed and kind of said, well, how long have you got? She reminded me of an occasion when I wired in a ceiling light and blew the electrics across the house um, when we flicked the switch. But I would ask, well, who was the unwise one, myself for wiring it incorrectly, or Angela when I said to her, would you press the switch? (laughs) So very often... When we explore the matter of wisdom in the Bible, we often turn to the book of Proverbs, which is why we had read to us Proverbs 4. And thanks again to Des for reading it to us. In fact, the book of Proverbs begins with this, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom. And so I needed the whole of Proverbs 4 read because it's all relevant, important. I couldn't sort of just choose a few verses. And I guess it might be helpful just to set out for us and for us to have a simple understanding of the differences between knowledge, experience, and wisdom. Now, I have to say there's a little caution here. This might be a little bit too simplistic, but I do remember someone explaining it like this. Imagine a person standing in front of a fire. Knowledge comes when someone says to that person, if you stretch your hand into the fire, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to suffer injury. That's knowledge. Experience comes when you actually reach your hand out into the flame and feel the pain. Wisdom is never doing that again. There's also this example. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom tells you don't put tomatoes in a fruit salad. So there seems to be something about wisdom that combines knowledge and experience to create an understanding that is healthy, that is good. So what are we going to learn today about wisdom from Proverbs 4? Just a few things for us this morning. I find that in, the, in this discourse about wisdom in Proverbs 4, I first see that there is a foundation of relationship. You must have seen that too. It's a father talking to his child, seeking to instruct, train, guide, and inspire. And this is a loving relationship. And you just sense the father is prioritizing the interests and the well-being of his child. Listen, my child, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. So I just want to remind us of this series we're on this term about life's journey or life's pilgrimage. And remind you that our description is this. That life is a journey with God to know more of God. 
So this journey of life for us should be all about deepening our relationship with Father God. In fact, we're encouraged that if ever we feel we lack wisdom and we need wisdom, we're actually encouraged just to turn to God. And this is James that says, look, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But I want to say this, and I believe this with all my heart, the gaining of true wisdom is not about power and authority. It is about love and relationship. I think this is the wisdom that the Bible talks about. This is the wisdom that God gives. But I am genuinely very sorry if this whole imagery of a father and his child doesn't quite work for you because we have to accept that for some people their experience of their father wasn't a good one and maybe this is difficult therefore to grasp and I just hope and pray that maybe there were other people in your life who became father figures as they ought to have been and that you can still see something of the love and relationship that should have been there. The Bible often uses relationship and a parent and the child as a, as a picture. But sometimes our experience of that wasn't good. So I just want to acknowledge that. I think that's important. The other aspect that I definitely see about wisdom in Proverbs 4 is it really is about litter pickers and not plates. So I want to explain it like this, and maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't. I personally don't think that the gaining of wisdom is a matter of holding out a plate and just expecting someone to place a massive dollop of wisdom in your plate. No effort on your part, just hold out the plate, oh, there's the wisdom that I'm after. I don't think it works like that. So, not plates. Instead, I think it's more about litter pickers. This is our personal one from home. We use this to pick up the dog when he's dirty and muddy. <laughs> you see, I think there's something about a litter picker that demands a little bit of effort, a little bit of energy. And there's something you, you see, and you've kind of got to reach out to pick it up, grab it, and you've got it. But it takes a little bit of an effort rather than just sitting back with a plate in your hand and expecting someone just to give it to you. I think it's a partnership. I think it's praying to God, yes, but it's also the effort we put in. And hence, litter pickers, not plates. And you get this from Proverbs 4. Gain understanding. Lay hold of my words. Keep my commands. Get wisdom. Get understanding. There just seems to be a bit of effort involved in all of that. And I think there is something about effort and being intentional, about learning, about listening, and about applying it to our lives. And this is one reason that I think it's good not to rely wholly on the Sunday service at church 
to gain all of your knowledge, all of your wisdom, and all of your Bible. I think we really need to reach out to the Bible, read it, learn it, and apply it as a daily practice in our lives. Because if we are just going to come to Sunday and think, well, that's the Bible bit, the rest of the week while other things happen, I'm not sure we're going to get as much wisdom as we need or that we could have. And I think wisdom is about, yeah, doing this together, but also it's when I'm on my own back at home. And it needs to be every day. It needs to be through the week. It's not just the Sunday service where I gain my knowledge, I get my Bible bit, and then I think I'm wise. Um, So there's just maybe something in that to think about. The prophet Jeremiah, he asks this question, Since they have rejected the word of the Lord, what kind of wisdom do they have? And I'm seeing in this the other side of that coin, which I think is true as well. Consequently, if we embrace the word of the Lord, then we will gain a good kind of wisdom for life. The wisdom that helps us journey well. The wisdom that we can share with others. So... The word of the Lord, the voice of God, the Bible we have in our hands to gain wisdom. Thirdly, I see that we are meant to value wisdom. I think wisdom is meant to be valued. It's not an item to be ticked off a shopping list. It's not an action to be completed. It's not an ornament to be placed upon a shelf. It's an important, essential guide in life. So it is to be prized. And you would have heard Des read to us, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. How interesting that wisdom is personified as female. Does that mean women are wiser than men? I'm not going to go there. What does wisdom actually do? I mean, how does it help us in the journey of our lives? Well, we have this. Don't forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. So there's something about wisdom that protects. It's a bit like crossing a really busy road and wisdom whispers into your ear, Walk up the roads a little bit further to the crossing, press the button, and the traffic will stop for you. So I think there's something in wisdom that protects us. But I think wisdom also helps us avoid sin. Sin is destructive. Sin is harmful. And wisdom shows us that by following God's ways, that is a much better choice in life than embracing wrongdoing. So it guides us into a good way. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. You see, wisdom is a companion. 
on life's journey. It makes the paths straight. It prevents us from stumbling when we walk or when we run. It helps us make good choices and good decisions. We had this, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Listen closely to my words. Keep them within your heart. Above all else, above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. And wisdom seems to be far more about the heart than the head. I wonder if that goes contrary to what we thought. Did we think that wisdom was a a brain activity? It's about the the mind and uh, the thinking. And yet here, it's about guarding your heart. And there's something about wisdom in the heart rather than the head. It's not a collection of cold facts. It's, it's an application of truth that affects our whole lives, our well-being, and it results in our blessing. So those are just a few thoughts about wisdom that I saw in Proverbs 4. There's a lot more, but not for us this morning. But we had the whole of that chapter read to us anyway, because the last thing I really want to say is this. Jesus himself is wisdom. All right, let's get that. Jesus himself is wisdom. And I think Jesus is the very best personification of wisdom. And if I dip into the New Testament of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 1, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. You are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness and our redemption. I mean, wow. So there's something about having Jesus in our lives that is accepting and embracing the very wisdom of God that comes with him. And I find it really interesting that in Proverbs 4, we're encouraged to do this. Let your eyes look straight ahead for your gaze, fix your gaze directly before you. Now, when it comes to fixing our gaze directly before us, I see this. And again, I'm dipping into the New Testament, 2 Corinthians Fix your eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For, for the seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So there's something about fixing our eyes. There's something about obtaining wisdom that is about the eternal. It's about the spiritual. It's about the things we can't see, often about the intangible. But I give you this, wisdom comes into practical life as well. Of course it does. But then Hebrews says this, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. And then Hebrews 12, and you may have seen this coming, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So Proverbs says, look straight ahead. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Wisdom will make the path straight. Keep your 
gaze fixed directly in front of you. And I'm just suggesting for us today that this is about fixing our eyes on Jesus. I know Jesus by name is not mentioned in Proverbs 4. That's Old Testament for you. But isn't it interesting that we can find Jesus there too? I believe we do. So fixing our eyes ahead of us. Wisdom. Gaining wisdom. Gaining understanding. So this is my summary encouragement for us all. Pursue wisdom by reading the Bible. There's wisdom in the Bible. Pursue wisdom by asking God. If you lack wisdom, if you need wisdom, then ask God and he gives generously. And lastly, pursue wisdom by fixing your eyes on Jesus. Our vision as a church is to continually reproduce the life of Jesus. You know, we can even go into the Old Testament where Jesus might not be named and we find him there. Find him all over the Bible, all through the Bible. And I give no apology that a talk about wisdom, a talk based on Proverbs 4, lands at Jesus again. Jesus who gave his life for us. Jesus who rose again from the dead. I'm going to pray. I'm going to hand over to the the worship team to lead us in our final time of worship together. Father God, I have to say, um, I know it's on my part, perhaps on the part of others. Sometimes we're not as wise as we'd like to be, not as wise as we ought to be. But there is wisdom, good wisdom to be gained. Help us, Lord, to get to grips with the written word that you've given us in the Bible. Help us, Lord, to listen for your voice because you speak to us all through the day, every day. Help us, Lord, to seek wisdom from you. Help us to have wisdom for those areas of life that are really difficult and we're not sure where to go, what to do, what the right choice is, what the right decision is. We need wisdom, Lord. Would you help any who are just in a really, really difficult place right now And they need a whole load of wisdom. Would you meet them in their needs and encourage them? So Lord, help us in realizing that by receiving you, Jesus, into our lives, so we receive wisdom, the very wisdom of God. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are, all that you've done. We bless you in your name. Amen.